22 minutes after 6 and you're listening to AM Live. Thank you so much for joining us here and uh, the National Centenary celebrations uh, for OR Tambo continue. And had it not been for apartheid, the celebrated struggle icon Oliver Reginald Tambo would have been a doctor. Instead, he studied law by candlelight and later, together with Nelson Mandela, set up South Africa's first black law firm. The ANC's longest serving president would have celebrated his 100th birthday this year. National Centenary Centenary celebrations will be held in his home village of Nkantolo outside Bizana in the Eastern Cape on Friday. Senior Pura reporter Candace Nolan has more details. Tambo was a masterful public speaker who advocated strongly for sanctions against the apartheid regime. This is an excerpt from an interview Tambo did with America's ABC News Nightline in 1986. Even though in the short term at least it may damage U.S. interests. What interest does the U.S. have in the maintenance of the apartheid system? Well, if it is a crime against humanity, a racist crime against humanity. What interest do they have in the maintenance of a system that is tantamount to slavery? In 1950, the apartheid state began its campaign of forced removals, setting their sights on iconic Sapphiretown. See the people standing in the doorway. See the bright light on a summer night. It was the place I knew. Tambo's response earned him the nickname Segundima. His autobiographer, Luli Kalinikos, remembers. Somebody stood up, his name was Stephen Sikhale, and he said, stay away for two days, that's not long enough. We must stay away until we manage to defeat the enemy. And O.R. smiled, he was cheering, and he said, you've got a, a good piece of land in Rustenburg. You can't plough it all at once. It's a big piece of land. You do it acre by acre. That's our tradition. Tambo and Mandela's law firm in Johannesburg became a beacon of hope to many who often found themselves on the wrong side of the apartheid state. I remember very well Ruth saying, but you're in Benoni. You must meet Oliver Tambo. He's a lawyer. And I thought to myself, Oliver Tambo, a lawyer, he must be Italian. (laughs) That's how ignorant I was at the time. Retired Constitutional Court Justice Albie Sachs thinks back to a time when he was still a budding activist lawyer. When I would go up to Johannesburg, I would pay a courtesy call to the office of Mandela and Tambo, the only African law firm in South Africa. It would be crowded out with people, mainly poor, with all the problems of the poor. Like many black lawyers of their time, they were forced to become political activists. In 1957, an American film crew came to South Africa. They interviewed one of the firm's attorneys, Duma Nokwe. Mr. Nokwe, Mr. Prinslow of the Native Affairs Department, told me in Pretoria this week that the African accepts and wants apartheid as a stage of development. Do you, sir, agree? Well, uh, 
Mr. Prinsler's information and mine, and I can claim to be slightly more informed than Mr. Prinsler because I live among the Africans, and I am an African, cannot be quite correct at all. The African people are realizing that apartheid means nothing else but oppression and exploitation. Tambo with Mandela groomed future leading lights like Godfrey Pichi, the first chairman of the Black Lawyers Association. It was formed in response partly to the then government's move to oust black attorneys from so-called white areas. Mandela's lawyer George Bezos remembers. That when they were arrested on the charge of treason, they uh, employed Pichi. Godfrey Pichi became a leading attorney on his own after the going into exile by Oliver Tambo and Nelson being in prison. They formed the Black Lawyers Association. O.R., as he was affectionately known, led the banned liberation movement in exile for 30 years. As Supreme Commander of the ANC's armed wing, Nkontowi Siswe, Tambo was forced to fight fire with fire. Albie Sachs recalls. And he says, perhaps the worst thing that apartheid has done in our country is to turn young people who otherwise would have wanted to grow up to be doctors and nurses and cooks and lawyers into becoming killers. I was stunned by that response. It wasn't the revolutionary response. It was Oliver Tambo's response. And it was under Tambo's leadership that the ANC's constitution was born, which later became the foundation for our country's own constitution. Luli Kalinikos says Tambo gathered together all the great legal minds within the movement. So they worked on a constitution based, of course, on, you guessed it, the Freedom Charter. So that actually is the foundation that constitution of our democracy today. It's got a few flaws, but it's acknowledged as being the finest one in the world. There are many criticisms of the constitution-making process in South Africa. Albie Sachs dispels the myth. Whether or not the constitution was made in a kind of casual arrangement between the marvellous saintly Nelson Mandela much too soft and nice, with a wise, shrewd, pragmatic de Klerk, with the business people smoking their cigars and tapping in the background. That's an absolute, total travesty of the process. Thousands died in the process. We labored night and day over six years. We had breakdowns. We were massacres, rolling mass action. And in the end, it was the Oliver Tambo vision that triumphed and gave us a new democratic South Africa. Who 
A few days after Chris Hani was assassinated in 1993, Owar Tambo suffered a major stroke and died before he could cast his vote in South Africa's first democratic elections. I'm Candice Nolan in Johannesburg.